everybody and welcome back to these special episodes of the She Can She Did podcast hosted by me Fiona Grayson. The sun is shining as I record this. I have seen so many amazing posts swirling around on Instagram over the past few days that are filled with so many creative and generous ideas solely focused on providing more joy and support to each and every one of us through this somewhat outlandish and unrivaled situation that we found ourselves in of late. So yes, the next few weeks and months are going to be so tough for all of us, but I already do feel like there are so many positives that we can all take from this. I will caveat that with the fact that I have no doubt that it's going to be a bumpy ride for our emotions over the next few weeks too though. So if you're listening to this right now and are feeling scared or anxious or even unsure of how you're supposed to be feeling right now, that is of course so normal too. I had a little wobble last night as well and I don't know about you but I think that every single one of us around the world will just be muddling our way through the coming weeks and months together so without wanting to sound glib I really do hope that there is some comfort to be found in that. Right let's introduce today's guest. On Monday afternoon, I had a Zoom call with the queen of championing northern makers and artists, that is Megan Jones, founder of Curated Makers. The award-winning pop-ups that she hosts in leading department stores across the north of England including the likes of John Lewis, Paper Chase and Marks and Spencers, that are changing the future of the British High Street, one curated makers pop up at a time, by offering customers the opportunity to meet the makers and purchase unique and memorable gifts in person, whilst simultaneously providing the creatives with the opportunity to experience the luxury of department store footfall. Three days prior to this recording, however, Megan announced that she was pressing pause on the most recent pop-up at John Lewis in Manchester's famous Trafford Centre, as John Lewis, for the first time in its 155-year history, closed its doors to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Having just signed a three-year lease on a storage unit, taken on staff to help run the pop-ups for the first time, and now pressed pause on future pop-ups for the time being too, which are the business's main sources of income at present. This is Megan's response to the impact that the coronavirus has had on her business so far and how she plans to spend her time in the coming months. Okay, right, let's jump in at the deep end. I kind of have a good idea of your answer to this because I've seen it play out on on Instagram and I feel like I can strongly relate to what my week looked like last week. So Megan, what impact has the coronavirus had on you already as a business owner and how has it affected, you know, your kind of immediate plans? Massively. It's affected us all. Um, So as it started, I was already in Trafford Centre in John Lewis hosting a pop-up. We had a really good start. Week one was fabulous and then it just dropped and dropped and dropped. So it saw us leaving three days early, which I'm, I'm proud to say we lasted 25 days of the 28, but we had to leave. We did leave ahead of John Lewis shutting their doors actually for a number of reasons. One, I needed to get the stock off site. It's my responsibility. So I had to plan in order to get our stock safe under my ownership. And I didn't know when they were going to shut their doors. I was hoping they were going to shut on Friday in all honesty, but it's only today that they're closing the doors Monday. And then I was having, I've got girls working on the shop floor with me and I kind of felt the responsibility there for them and for shoppers. It was a weird, weird feeling within the traffic centre. It was absolutely dead. And 
you were grateful for those customers were there, but then you were also like, you should be at home. You couldn't really get your head around the whole scenario. So we got out on Friday. And since then, I've had to cancel, yeah, all of our upcoming pop-ups. I was due to go to Liverpool in May, and I was going to run for the first time ever our second event alongside it, which was going to be in Manchester City Centre. So everything we've been doing recently is scaling up in order so we can run two at the same time with a view to then do three at the same time and, and really just excel this. And I made the decision in January, are we going to do this or are we just going to say we've had a nice time? And, and in January, I made that decision to stay and keep growing the business and make it profitable by doing more events at the same time and um, took on an industrial unit in order for us to do that which is a huge, huge step. Like before, we'd been paying like £150 a month for a small storage unit, and then we took the leap. So my first payment for the industrial unit was the 5th of March, and obviously now we're liable for rent. So we took that big leap. It was like, it was an all-in, all-out moment because we needed we need the space in order to build more fixtures, in order to host more events. And then I also made the step to take myself off the shop floor. Like I was running every hour myself personally. So it was much more profitable doing it that way because I saw all the benefit. And then in this most recent pop-up at Trafford, I took the leap and had a full rotor on, which is a significant investment. So before you even start, you've got your industrial unit, you've got your staff, and then whatever's left is yours. So obviously now that's come to an end. I've got all those people to pay, which is totally fine. But it's just, I was then reliant on two events being live in May and then another event in Sheffield due to go live in July, uh, which even that, no one knows an end date, do they? That's Mm -hmm. the thing. So I'm hoping, I'm looking for September, I don't know, for business to restore, but I I don't, I don't really have a date in order to go ahead again. I'm sure, like yourself, with the mingles, you don't know when to plan them in for. It's just uh, as soon as you get the go-ahead, you start going again, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so how how did that kind of play out in your head in terms of, like, emotions? Given that, you know, like you've just said, there is no end date to this right now. So what are your kind of key priorities in terms of communicating to your audience, to your to the you know to the makers team what are you what are you saying to them like what does curated makers look like over the next few weeks so there is a little bit there is a ray of sunshine for us in that (laughs) we left our fixtures in place in John Lewis which was a brainwave from Tom my boyfriend who builds all the fixtures he said save hiring the van to take it all out why don't you ask if you can leave it in place and then as soon as they reopen their doors you're back in and I was like you're a genius so they let us um I asked it took a little while to to get confirmation but they said yeah um so hugely supported by them and I think one of the main things is big and small are affected by this every single industry like we've just mentioned ahead of this every single person is affected by this like it or not that the big guys are really fighting their own battles as well and they were retail was struggling before this ever happened so yeah we've got a a bit of um hope in that we will go back which as soon as we can we'll go will that be for just the final three days or is there talk of it being longer well, as long as they'll let me stay. <laughs> the thing is, with retail, it fills a space for them as well. They've got a lot going on. They don't have to worry then about what they do with that space on the shop floor. I think 
it's easier just to let me go in, put the stock back on the shelves, carry on, and we'll discuss that nearer the time. But they've been super flexible and everyone having to be super flexible at this time, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. There's a real human element to it. Like, um, I was literally, the the call I just had, one of her stockists is John Lewis, and she just said, you know, it's the first time that they have been having phone calls with her buyers instead of emails. They're having proper chats, and everyone, everyone, even when it's not going right, there's a real, like, sense that people care. The big businesses still care about you, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think the communication is so important, and picking up the phone, and like you say, speaking to someone if you can and like that's what I've done with the makers I've been I am I try to be so transparent with my audience on Instagram and the maker community and I try to remain professional yet share the reality as well and I think that's really helped in having a platform like Instagram just to check in and be like hey guys I'm here I'm going through it too and we will get through this how have you how have you found managing that balance because I've, I've obviously saw your posts over the weekend about you know the, the impact it has on your income and I hugely relate like with the with the mingles so yeah talk me through that like how much are you willing to share um I don't know there's no right or wrong and you only learn from doing it and having a feeling on that day like I'm super aware that as the business is growing for me it's not only makers that are watching me and customers that shop on the shop floor it's also retailers watching me and as it grows I feel that pressure more and more and more so I guess it's it's what really I feel passionate about what I want to share I shared a graph um, earlier this week because as much as I am confident in my decision to leave when I did, I did have emails saying, you know, I'm really disappointed at this. And you can interpret an email differently as it's not intended that way. But you can't help but take that personally think, well, I hope you're not disappointed in me for making that decision. And so I wanted to show not only the impact on why I left for financial reasons, because I was losing money by standing in that shop, but also the fact that footfall's gone and you've got a got a responsibility in terms of safety for people. You shouldn't be encouraging people to to socialise on a mass scale. That's honestly like the announcement hadn't come yet for the events, smaller events to cancel. But I last weekend, so I think the weekend 14th, 15th of March, it was a Saturday where I was like, right, it, I just felt that mounting pressure that suddenly it was like, you are then responsible for other people, aren't you? So it's like, even though I'm happy to risk back then, I wouldn't now, but a week ago, it was so different. I was I was happy to run the events, but it's everyone else. And it's like, oh my gosh, if your your event is then responsible for someone getting it and then going to see someone vulnerable, it's, it's that knock-on effect, isn't it? And it's just something that becomes very serious and you're like, oh, there, there is a weight on your shoulders a bit. Okay, so given that there is no end date as we as we keep saying um, and and you don't know when you are going to be back in John Lewis have, have you had the chance to kind of think about ways that you can adapt the business to make some money if this is going to be something that goes on for the next four or five months if you have those overheads to pay yeah um which I think is what we have on our side we are adaptable we're flexible and we Absolutely. have to be so I think that is a positive and for me and probably for many listening Time is one of the most valuable things that we can have. And all I've been wishing for is time, not in this way, but we've got it now. 
like it or not, so use it. Cash in on the time. It's it's given to you. And I and we don't have children, so we don't have that battle to juggle um, family life as well as business life. So I do know I'm lucky in that sense, time wise. But um, it's making me look at those ideas I've always had that are floating around and exploring them and trying to put some figures down and working out how many people would need to and thinking, is it the right time? Do people even want to do that? Have they even got £50 to spend on an event if I had a weird and wonderful idea? Like It's just choosing your timing wisely, I think. I mean, think outside the box. I've always said on my bucket list, I would love to go on like QVC and sell handmade products for small businesses I'm oh like it's now the time I'd love to see you on that that's a joke <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like is this the time do I pitch to QVC like is yeah. is this it it only needs me to turn up and with a few example products I've got sat here or the makers are at home like it's now the time to really think out there and for me and for everyone I think or for most industries Christmas is absolute peak so you can start planning for Christmas now. It's never too early. Mm-hmm. And um, I am speaking to a retailer and have some dates in for October, November, December, which I am extremely lucky about, lucky for. I'm losing all my words. <laughs> I'm grateful for those dates. And I just need to focus on super long term and making those the best I can to try and fill the void that I'm going to lose out in this next few months, but really putting my effort into hopefully running two events at Christmas, which will even better than I would have if I was cramming things in. I've got the time, think about it slowly, plan better and really, really maximise that because people will want to spend once this is over. They will want to see their family, they'll want to treat their friends and Christmas is going to happen. But I don't know if it lasts even longer. People are asking for curated makers online. Is now the time for us to launch online? It's well, I I saw that. Like, and um, you know, that's that's like an obvious go for it. You know, I, but I know I completely appreciate that that's a an expensive site that needs to be built for that to work properly. So, but yeah. it, I and mean, legal and everything that comes with it. Like some people think it's I could turn it round in a weekend, and I'm like, it's bigger than that. Otherwise, I'd have done it. <laughs> yeah, it's so honestly. Um, uh, yeah I can so relate to um website stuff and the cost of that no definitely I mean like you said though I think it is such a blessing having having that chance to plan um how much communication are you having back and forth with the makers given that I, I, I follow quite a few and I know that they're obviously equally as worried about this whole situation are they turning to you for advice or how much back and forth is it it's really interesting I had a meeting in and the diary to meet with um, certain makers that I work with ongoing on the 31st of March to let them know the future plans, to let them know what's coming and to prepare them. Um, but obviously I've had to cancel that because that is a, a gathering of people. So I'm looking at ways and use I can use Zoom potentially to update people, but it's just email at the moment. And my priority is paying these makers that I've got current commitments with for the traffic center pop up there's 48 involved in this event so to email everyone individually as much as i'd love to i physically can't and um, so i just have to do mass emails to everyone and just keep them in the loop um i have been asking for feedback at the end of the event like how have they felt updated throughout and it's all been positive actually which is good to know they have felt very much on board the journey that i've gone on but talking about them personally 
it's really tough because like there's 48 in this event but I've worked with 48 in another event I'd love to give them all one-on-one support but I I haven't got the headspace or time in gosh no no no, yeah absolutely not I meant more I suppose you just kind of keeping them in the loop which you yeah answered in terms of um looking after yourself then Megan given that this I think it's fair to say it's been the yeah just one of the most stressful I don't know if it's stressful yeah stressful scenarios but like I guess um there's so much pressure on or like at least it it feels like there's so much pressure on all of us to kind of make this work how are you looking after yourself and how do you plan to going forward if if we're on lockdown I know that Boris's announcement's been postponed hasn't it Um, and we'll have updates later but it's looking likely that there's going to be a bigger bigger lockdown coming so what is your plans to make sure that you're still intact at the end of this look like? I'm taking happiness in the sunshine being here in all honesty and I think that is a blessing that makes you really appreciate the small things like if it was raining and miserable that would just add to the scenario so it's just taking a step and trying to appreciate the small things like Sunday I took the day off and Tom and I got out in the garden and we gardened and we're such old school couple but we enjoyed that I didn't think about curated makers once which is quite nice actually why do you think you, you do need to take that time Ever it's I mean there's not much to do it depends how big your house is or what you who you live with but I think structure taking time even if it's Netflix and keeping up to date with family check, checking in like they are the most important thing here aren't they making sure they're sane and uh, the older generation that can't get out like we can actually go for a walk around the block if we wanted type thing but they're even advised not to do that so talk to them more than ever it's so true it's like it sounds so um it sounds so cheesy doesn't it but it genuinely is I had the exact same thought at lunchtime I was like oh my gosh the sun shining blue skies it looks so nice out there granted we can't fully embrace it but equally like you said if it was pissing it down we'd all be like really (laughs) yeah so making the most of that and the thing this is awful but we I know first world problems but we use gusto and uh, I was ordering a box at a time rather than reactivating my subscription and I was enjoying that we love cooking together that keeps us happy and anyway they've stopped taking on uh, more boxes so I should have reactivated my subscription at the time so we don't even have food deliveries now so oh dear (laughs) where is you I know I know (laughs) oh no we enjoy cooking so little things like that I know there is enough to go around isn't there it's just topping up as and when you need it and enjoying Mm -hmm basic things looking back at the recipe books and cooking we we really enjoy cooking so I'm again I couldn't agree with you more like cooking to me a good old walk or a run or whatever exercise and cooking like I it's the best stress relief and I just think like you said it is forcing everyone to open open books and also just seeing there's so many what I've found so inspiring about all of this is seeing how creative people have got and how they are opening up their resources and there's so many chefs and there's a really amazing pop-up that's local to me and they're every day they're putting new recipes on there for like batch cooking cheap cooking all of this and it's just I just love it everyone's getting so um generous and generous yeah there's so much going on to round up then Megan what what is your advice for fellow female founders listening to this right now we're all in the same boat but what would your what would you say to them to kind of keep keep them motivated I firstly say please don't give up I've considered it myself and I'm sure everyone will but 
just please don't give up try adapt and think of other ways in which you can survive and it is like survival mode at the moment I will be cutting back my finances like never before and just look at that bank account now's the time to get on top of your finances me and myself too I've just signed up for zero ahead of speaking to you (laughs) this is zero really get into the numbers really work out what is profitable so when you when you do start almost press pause on those that aren't that profitable and focus on the profitable ones at least for now you can pick up the nice things to do eventually but right now you need to actually look at the most profitable revenue streams and most profitable products you sell and work out a way in order to make that work even better when you've got full steam ahead and just going back to the point that time is priceless and yeah finances will be hit but if you don't ask you don't get right my first instance I sent an email today asking if they will give me any rent break they probably say no but at least I've asked they might give me 100 200 pounds saving you never know I asked another supplier if they would honor a price that I used to have last year they said yeah so I've just saved um, a hefty amount of money today. What else have I? I've, I've, I will beg, I will ask. All you can do is ask, like look at your numbers, see what you can cut. Do you need Sky? Do you really need that? Maybe you do at the moment by staying in. <laughs> yeah, don't cancel your Netflix. Not, sure not right was. now. <laughs> but there will be things you can probably cut back on and business and personal. Cut back and use your time wisely. I love that. That's amazing. Last question, Megan. When we are out the other side of this, what are you going to do to treat yourself? I've spied, to be fair, I've spied your sweatshirt. Does that say, is it wine o'clock? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Rock on Ruby, it's Holly's. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh, she's amazing. Bar wine, what, what, does, what are you going to do to celebrate once you're out the other side with the business intact? Oh, listen to this. I'm, it's my 30th birthday on the 5th of April and I was due to go to Port Merion in um, Wales with the family. So that's off. That's think they've closed Port Merion. And my nan is due to be 90 in the same year. So obviously her celebrations are off. So hopefully we can do something lovely. Whether we just celebrate it this time next year <laughs> or do it in the summer, I don't know, but we'll do something lovely. And, and part of me wants to host some type of event for small businesses to get together and right now I see it as yeah celebration and something cheap for everyone to get involved in the way I visualize it right now is like a a picnic in the park on a beautiful day like today and everyone just brings their wrap their mat brings their food and just has a good old chin wag can I have an invite please can you come please I'll, see you uh, I'll bring I'll bring the wine I'll bring the wine and the cake honestly oh gosh the sun is in my eye genuinely you're you're amazing Megan thank you so much I really appreciate it and happy birthday for next month like <laughs> thank you thank you for having me house. oh don't be silly it was amazing <laughs> I feel like yeah it was an obvious obvious one to speak to you so thank you Thank you so, so much for listening to that episode. It genuinely means so much to me and I really, really do appreciate it, especially given how busy everyone is right now. If you found this episode to be useful in some way, shape or form, it would genuinely mean so much to me if you could please rate, review and subscribe to the She Can, She Did podcast and share these episodes with any of your fellow friends in business or just in friends in general, to be honest, to give this series a little boost. Between you and me, rumour has it those numbers help when talking to potential sponsors 
answers. And I don't know about you, but I could really use one of those right now. <laughs> if you are new to the She Can, She Did podcast and fancy listening to some motivational stories from some pretty incredible female founders to get you through the next few weeks too, please feel free to rummage through series one and two of the podcast as well. There's some pretty amazing women and stories hiding in there. Have a great day, girls. Keep going. And please do tune in tomorrow.